we back, we back, we back. The Cassie Podcast live in effect. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us today. We're back, episode eight. I always forget, I have to check. Episode eight. Uh, we've got two very special guests with us today. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but you're here today. We've got Dan and Ray with us today. Thank you for being here. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Just moved house. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, made our way here. Just moved house. So, yeah, a little bit tired, but but the energy, the energy right here, we're good. We're Appreciate good. it, Ray. How are you? I'm excited. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we uh, know each other from uni, Dan, mm-hmm. and I met you through Dan, Ray. Um, you've been following us for a while because I remember when I first, first um, put up, like, I sometimes I know what I'm going to do, but I like to see what other people think about what I'm going to do. But I know I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so I put up like a poll on my Instagram saying, um, oh, should I start a podcast or something? This is like two years ago in the summer. And you was one of the people that um, said, yeah, you should. And straight away you messaged me like, oh, this is a good idea. Like, what are you thinking of doing? Of I was like, yeah, this guy's really involved. <laughs> so uh, when we started, we got to know you better. I thought, yeah, that's definitely uh, someone I want to bring in. Um, I hope everyone's happy with the new st- step-by-step program to to june 21st (laughs) what do you guys think about that um really and truly i'm just i'm just trying to do concentrate on on what we're doing you know Mm. and not be too concerned about outside influences Mm. um i'm just i don't care about june 24 i just care about the gyms opening up so um yeah we just want to get back in the gym coaching our our clients and making sure everyone is being healthy again because yeah you know lockdowns and everything all right you know we all can have our own opinions about that but locking down everything and everyone and not having the gyms open mm. but keeping kfc and mcdonald's and all them places open still kid, yeah. ah man i don't know about that <laughs> so yeah once the gyms open up everyone needs to come see sharp training and, and get right again yeah um so used to both are pts your personal trainers um some of the people that i've spoken to friends and whatnot who like aren't PTs or anything like that or anything of that world. I've also given them, when we're talking about what we should do, blah, 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 during this lockdown, mm. I've been telling them as well, like, do you exercise? Like, it would help. Mm. And, you know, it's just not like, first of all, it's not something they do out of lockdown. Yeah. So then to be in lockdown for them to get the motivation to do it and how to do it. So mm, I've heard a lot yeah. of, I've heard a lot of stories from people who are not uh, PTs who don't exercise. So, used to be in pts how was the lockdown being for you guys like how have you guys navigated through it um mainly just a lot of convincing people like you'd feel so much better you'd feel so much safer Mm. if you knew that you know you had more control of how your body felt Mm. like people say you know they want to stay safe and be healthy but it's like from a PT's perspective, do you really? <laughs> um, and so it's just been a lot of convincing people, like start moving, you know, start eating healthy, do what you need to do for your immune system. Mm. It's kind of the same conversation over and over. But I like having that conversation with people because it's like educating people is a part of the job and it's a fun part of the job. So it's... um. It- the point you raised about you know gyms are closed but you can still walk in kfc but that mm. doesn't look it's like where are people's like priorities exactly, like, exactly you know the people who are in control it's um it's a bit annoying but you know it's the way it works um but i think people need to take 
their own control back of their lives a little bit more and people are too quick to say oh government have said this so you know i'm just gonna just do nothing you know and there's still certain things that you can do you know and if you can't go to the gym and you're not exercising take care of your diet at mm. least you know hey that's the whole of entity um yeah so so i met you like we you know we connected uh you're like we're like-minded mm. and then i started to see the things you do and i was like i like um, it interested me a bit more like mm. there's a bit more to you um so you have your business sharp training business it's sharp training sharp training yeah yeah talk to us about that tell people what it is what you guys do and so firstly when i met you at uni yeah. um being older being a sort of mature student mm. i was looking around and saying who are the who are the guys who are the girls which are you know, a little bit more mature in their thinking, you know. And so when I seen that you um, posted that you wanted to do a podcast and I was like, you know, that's that's entrepreneurship right there. That's, you know, thinking a little bit more outside the box than, you know, I'm just going to come uni and just go out drinking and mm -hmm. partying and, and BS, you know. So I rated that. That's why I was, I was, I was a back in it, you know, um, it's a positive, positive thing. So that's why, you know, I, I got connected with you, Asha. So, um, yeah, man. So yeah, sharp training. Um, I started sharp training uh, a while ago, like 20, 2013. Um, and more so just personal training mm -hmm. and coaching um, sports. And then when, you know, I moved to London and then I sort of stopped because of studies and that kind of stuff. And so sharp training, that kind of sharp training, that yeah, sort yeah. of stopped. And yeah. I met Ray and we were talking about, you know, how we see sort of sports and strength and conditioning and fitness and all that stuff and sort of what needs to change and how we would like to see it change and sort of our mindsets were very similar in yeah. that sense so we decided to you know create sharp training 2.0 and <laughs> you know right. now we're you know a limited company mm. um and it's and we um took part in the um uel e-factor yeah so the um, entrepreneur business competition and we got to the final and yeah it really helped us with business ideas and sort of direction and that kind of thing um yeah so i was really excited like when i met dan and he told me about sharp training i was like oh my god that's sick <laughs> um because like coming from if i wasn't going to come to london i would have started something similar to what we're doing mm. now just in in the states Thanks. and stuff and then he was telling me about sharp training and it was mainly like for basketball like focus and i was like let's do the same exact thing with strength and conditioning mm. and he was like sick okay let's do it um and we just came from completely different sporting backgrounds um which is why like we had so many ideas about where like sports in England should mm -hmm. should be um, because I'm still getting used to like the mindset that people have towards like sports and well, youth yeah. athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just so shocking. So um, we'll, yeah. we'll break it down. So, um, <laughs> so we now we do uh, strength and conditioning for athletes, mainly youth athletes and sort of grassroots level mm. because that really doesn't exist um, in the UK. And we're very far behind the states in terms of strength and conditioning. Yeah. We have strength and conditioning for top level athletes. Mm, the scholar athletes mm. at UEL get that. But, you know, um, apart from that, you know, if you've grown up from the youth levels and you're not sort of 
at an academy or something, you might not have, even some academies don't even have strength and conditioning. So um, I went through basketball and, you know, I was playing um, division two level um, and we didn't have strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I was just getting fit and staying in shape and or getting fitter and getting in better shape on my own, mm -hmm. you know, by my, off my own back. And obviously I, I was a personal trainer, mm -hmm. so I knew what to how do. to or what to do to a certain degree, strength and conditioning is another level mm. up. Um, and yeah, so then, you know, I was speaking to, to Ray and she's saying how, you know. I've been lifting since 13. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so the strength conditioning has when you came in, right? Because you did your master's in it. Yeah, yeah. So I did my bachelor's and master's in it. And right. then, yeah, that's really it. So that's where you came in and really helped out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, nice. It was a, it was a sort of... Um, marrying the two together of sort of the sports in the uk and mm. sort of the structure and everything and how strength and conditioning works in the states and sort of combining the two and seeing how it could work in the uk mm. um yeah so we're still we're still you know obviously the the pandemic and lockdowns yeah, yeah, have sort yeah. of halted and slowed down the progress yeah. you know um for a small business in in its first sort of couple of years yeah. to have a, a, a pandemic is yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of tough but um, yeah, we're still making positive, positive movements in, in the right direction. What, because uh, that's an interesting point you raised. I didn't really think about how uh, e-sports is structured in the UK compared to the States. What are some of the things you saw, some of the differences that you thought were good or bad? Because um, I have never really thought about it until you said it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, from my, like, I, I came from a very, like, privileged aspect mm -hmm. side when it comes to sports. Um, but... I think coaching, coaching wise, like more intense, like it's coaches intense. can demand more from Here, all states. in the States. Okay. Yeah. Coaches can demand more from their athletes in the States. In terms of? In terms of like commitment. Okay. Um, so for example, showing up late to practice yeah, yeah. or something like we, we don't show up late to practice <laughs> unless you had a very good excuse yeah. or like it didn't turn out good. Yeah. And then here it was just weird. Like people showing up late yeah, yeah, yeah. some people just not showing up i was like okay like i mean what uh what the level with that was in in the states mm -hmm. where it was that sort of uh, discipline mm -hmm. was that a high level or yeah i would say that's fairly high level but everyone if you're into i feel like if you're into sports in the states you're trying to play at yeah. the highest level that you can i mean i wouldn't necessarily agree with that because i know firsthand a lot of people that um, you know, from adolescent age, from teenage ages who join sports because it's the what to do. Yeah. They don't know what else to do. They don't know what they're really doing yet. Yeah. So, you know, I I can speak for first time, like when I was in college and I went to a football college where I was studying sports degree and I was playing football. I was serious. Like I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do sports. I knew I wanted to um, play football, but I really only went to that college because they applied, they gave, they gave us football. Mm -hmm. But I was with a bunch of kids that didn't really want to play football too tough and didn't really give that much care about the sports degree. Yeah. So it question, asked the question, why are you <laughs> here? Yeah. And then I started to understand as I got older, you know, some people like go from the communities where from, they just, they find themselves situations where they think about the chances of, well, I say football here because that's the biggest sport, but they look at the chances of making in football and they're like, I don't think that's going to happen. And they don't really know what else to do. So they think, I'm in like a college now where I have free, free choice to choose where I want to go. 
what do I do? Mm. Oh, let me go play football because mm. where my guys are playing football. And so, so I think when you get to the higher levels and where you get to sort of academy levels, then yeah, like, you know, guys, guys then at that age know they've got a real chance. They've got backing from the club and wherever they are. They know like, yeah, I've got to be there because mm. someone else can just take my spot real quick. But the, I think the lower ages you go and the lower of the level you go, then you do find situations like that where, you know, people aren't taking it that serious. And yeah, they definitely they can play it for fun. Yeah. Like, I think that definitely happens. I just think there's so many levels in the States of elite athletes. Yeah. So you have your high school elite athletes, you have your university elite athletes, yeah. and then you have your pro academy elite yeah. athletes. And there's just so many levels that you can be great at and yeah, really yeah. good and be considered a really good athlete. The structure in the yeah. States is very different though, yeah, and yeah, yeah. sports is put on a pedestal a lot yeah, more than yeah. in the UK because, you know, college athletes, on uh, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, high school athletes will be school trying athletes to be, on TV. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be trying to play at the highest levels yeah, possible yeah. because then they want their full scholarship to get into college, university. Yeah. Um, and then they can get their education for for free, yeah, completely yeah. for free. That's, um, that, yeah, that's 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 major, you know. Yeah. So you know they have to, and then it's way more competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably just thinking about probably one of the biggest factors why like some people take it so seriously yeah. in the states is because they know the publicity in it, they know where it can take them. Mm. Yeah. Whereas here, there's not hardly any of that. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Unless you get unless you play at that academy level. Mm. Yeah. And that's why. Really, the strength and conditioning in the States is of the level it okay. is because they want to get the most out of okay. their, their physical yeah, yeah. attributes yeah. and their, their talent, you yeah. know? So if you can, then if you have natural raw talent and then you combine it with, you know, you can be a, a physical specimen yeah, or you yeah. can be the best, best physical version of yourself yeah. by doing the strength and conditioning, then you're going to have a phenom, phenom athlete, aren't you? Um, and that's why it's, at the level it mm. is because we don't take it as, mm. quite as serious in the UK in that sense that's maybe why strength and conditioning at the lower levels isn't yeah, isn't yeah. really there yeah um one of the things that I really respected about uh, what you guys do is last year through uh was it through lockdown I don't remember but you guys were putting on some sessions for some people mm. and you invited me down I came down uh to get it to join and see how it is and you know the sessions, the stuff that you was doing, um, it wasn't stuff that, you know, I've been playing football, I've been playing for teams since I was a kid, since I was like 10, 11. That stuff wasn't, the stuff you guys were doing was not stuff that I would ever do mm. in training sessions. Now, I haven't played in like academy levels consistently, so I don't know if they're doing that there. But for the teams I had played for, it, I definitely wasn't doing anything sort of what you guys are doing with strength conditioning and explosive work, whatever it may, may have been. Mm. Um, so that was something I found really interesting. And I understood the necessity of it, you know. I understood that there are so many people right now that would, if they were doing this, this kind of work from 14, 13, 15, at 18, 19, they would be like different levels. Yeah, but real. it's like, unless you're at a certain level, it's like you train in like, what, twice a week for an hour and a half. Mm. That's it. Everything else. If the club and the coaches do promote you to do stuff outside, they would guide you on how to do it. But, you know, there's not just not enough that time or resources for them to give you extra time yeah. that hour and a half that they have to train you is crucial to specific football yeah. stuff yeah and fitness stuff which is the fitness stuff was just like running all that circuit <laughs> yeah, training yeah. that was it uh, the football coach at those levels 
um, if they're not, you know, top academy. Yeah. But even like the levels that you've played at are still decent level. Mm. Um, but that the coach, the head coach or whatever has to be a coach of many different aspects. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then, so the fitness stuff is, they're not going to specialise. Yeah, yeah. They specialise in obviously the football your yeah, skills yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that kind of thing. So, I mean, this is why, you know, we sort of, have gone down this route of of sharp training and strength and conditioning is we can then go to sort of sports clubs and mm-hmm. and help, help, out, help yeah. yeah help them and and ha- you can then these sports clubs can then have strength and conditioning within their sessions and sort of implement it and sort of make sure that the coach can then concentrate on their football skills yeah. and that kind of stuff and then we can show the athletes what they should be doing yeah. to to maximize their their potential one of the other things that I found uh, like I was surprised by, but like so, like it caught my attention was in that session I went with you guys. We did a little like meditation uh, mm-hmm. sort of thing, which was something that if you had like told me 15, 16, 17 that you know I'm with a football club and we're gonna do a little meditation <laughs> thing, I'll be like, what? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? So talk to us why you feel so that's so important to incorporate things like mindfulness and meditation in your so important. in your ahead, sessions. I think from my point of view, like when I first started like uni ball, like the mindfulness um came in it didn't really come in as for mindfulness it came in to like improve sports performance yeah and like i really didn't know that much about it but i just remember there was one instance where i was just like watching myself you know and doing some visualization doing these skills and then i had like a sick game afterwards and i was like oh it's definitely because of that you know so Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i got Mm -hmm. into it and then just really realizing that you know, slowing things down, being at peace with yourself carries over into being successful yeah. as as a elite athlete. And when you're trying to get like the one up coming from a competitive side mm. of thing, anything that gives you the one up is is huge. Mm-hmm. So I may, for example, volleyball, I may not be like the tallest or whatever, but if I'm smarter than you and can mm. see other things mm. than you, then then who's who's the better who's the yeah. better athlete? So first it started with just improving sports performance. And yeah. then as I learned more about it and got into it and just became more of a spiritual person and how the world is set up, yeah. like it's just an important skill that you need in everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as coaches, we should be preparing, you know, athletes and students for life, mm-hmm. not their sport, mm-hmm. but we should be preparing them for everything else that they're gonna deal with. It's so it's like it's so vital mindfulness and the process of positive thoughts and positive thinking like it may like it begs it like it makes you think why has this not been something people have been focusing on like so long ago why does it only take the past five or ten years or so for people don't know about it one and then again there's that stigma of like buddhism and meditation Mm. and being all zen and everything which is a part of it but it's not it can it's so multifaceted like Kobe Bryant was always meditating, man. So like, yeah. this is and this is another thing because I, I've always been exposed to spirituality mm. and spiritualism. Um, you know, from my mom, my granddad, that kind of thing. Um, and then anytime I was going through personal problems, you know, my mom would give me advice, and mm. it would be like, you know, through spirituality, and I'd be like, oh, this spiritual mumbo jumbo, whatever, whatever, mom, you know. But as I got older, I started to realize, you know, actually, like my mum was right you know mm. and 
just because it wasn't, I, I didn't think it was cool, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I was, when I met Ray and we started speaking about spirituality and that kind of stuff and how it can impact our sports, especially, mm. you know, um, and then sort of applying that to kids playing mm, sport mm. and how do we get that across? And, you know, if it's coming from us as, you know, we're not that much older than them. Mm. And I'm a guy that, you know, still plays basketball and, you know, I still listen to the same music and that kind of stuff, you know, I'm not that far removed from yeah, what yeah. they're into. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if it's coming from me, you know, they might be able to, it might resonate with them a little bit more. I'm not coming from, you know, I'm not in a, I don't know, you know what 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 a Buddhist monk wears, you know, um, in a hoodie like them, you know, yeah. um, and yeah, and it's helped me massively. Mm. It's helped me massively in in sport and in life, you know. So, you know, especially now, you know, when all, like you know, thoughts and feelings and 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 stresses are at high level, mm. if you can sort of detach from those emotions and and be mindful and be aware of those crazy yeah, thoughts yeah. and feelings that yeah. are. Um, incessantly happening yeah. in your head, yeah. then you get a breathing space. You get that calm, yeah, yeah. and if you can apply that to your sport, you know I was I was especially in the last few years of playing, um, was getting a little bit more anxious before yeah, yeah. I was I was about to step on the court, and I didn't like that feeling. Yeah. I never had that before, yeah. and so I had to start doing a little bit more meditation, breathing exercises, and that kind of stuff to just calm calm the nerves down a little bit, you know, and. I know players go through that, so yeah. it's, it's, it's important. Yeah, if I had uh, that understanding to do that stuff before my games when I was younger, mm. it would have helped me massively because yeah. I had the moments as well where I knew my ability, but sometimes for whatever reason, the fear of making a mistake or mm. getting something wrong, especially in position I play, um, sometimes that would impact me to the level where I couldn't show what I'm capable mm. of, Yeah, you know? Um, so I wish I had that as well. When I first really, I don't really know how I got introduced to it, but when I first really started to understand uh, meditation and mindfulness, um, I just I just looked at it as a way of just understanding yourself. Mm. I just looked at it as a way of just better understanding myself and my thoughts and being aware of myself. Yeah. Um, I can see why people have them social connotations to it, but I don't know, for some reason I didn't get that. I just got, when I started doing it, which I started doing naturally, I didn't plan to meditate i just started be more in touch with certain things like nature and whatnot and going out certain places and just taking a second and then after a while learning about meditation what meditation is i realized oh i've been doing this slightly <laughs> a bit but yeah i think that's like we just so somehow need to find a way to show people that you're just you're just you're just learning about yourself that's really all it is yeah when i do it i am just I'm clearing away all the, all the just excess stuff, all the external stuff when I do it. And what's left is whatever's inside me that I feel like needs to be addressed. Mm. And I don't know why. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing, but you know, it needs to happen. How did, what were some of the types of ways that you guys thought about doing this? It was, because when I was with you, we, you know, we sat us down and we had a, like, it was a quick session we had. Um, it was that what you guys had thought of doing at first or like how did you try to incorporate these sort of mindfulness sessions yeah so we just wanted to do strength and conditioning first yeah. and then speak to the the athletes about meditation and breathing so usually we start with sort of some sort of 
meditation or, mm. or breathing exercise yeah. at the end just to you know after you've exercised hard and yeah. your heart rates up yeah. okay can we do some breathing now can yeah. we now go from this intense exercise to then the exact opposite and can we now calm down mm. and um bring awareness to our breath and then get into a state where you know we're just only focusing on the breath and we're not thinking about anything that's mm, going mm, on in our mm, head mm. um and then so for most of these young athletes it'll be the first time they've been exposed to this kind of thing so um you know thinking nothing is a weird concept you know so um yeah just we we sat down we were in the park weren't mm, we and mm. we sat down and um yeah we just took some time to breathe and then only focus on the breath and yeah it was I know a couple of the guys said that, you know, that was, they got something out of it. Yeah, you know? that situation I was in, I was like, obviously I wasn't, like, it wasn't alien to me, mm. but just be, just being in a situation where you're around people who are all doing it for a second, like, <laughs> like after a minute, 90 seconds, I was like, I was somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and the beauty of it is like, you say you're thinking nothing, but I, for me, I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like it's nothing. Of course. I feel yeah. like it's like, it's like the things that are hiding in mm. your mind. It can that, be. It can that be. should listening. be addressed. Mm. Like getting to know yourself, just listening. Yeah. And like it's good to do it, you know, after sometimes, especially if you haven't been exposed to it, mm. because it's just really easy to like feel your heart going faster. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. can easily pay attention to it. You can feel the heat on your skin or you can feel your breathing slowing down. So it just makes those sensations just a bit more noticeable at the beginning. I just want to show my appreciation for you guys and thank you because not specifically what you've done for me personally, but what I know that you guys are doing and trying to do, like even in this last lockdown, you know, you guys have been doing free online sessions, strength and conditioning uh, sessions uh, on Zoom for our young athletes. Mm. Um, Appreciate and that, man. That's not something that people are doing. Like That's not something big communities with big uh, sports companies with the resources, that's not mm. what they're doing. So the fact that you guys are doing it and you're doing it on your own accord, um, I just want to applaud you for, for that. Um, and even making sure that you're still incorporating these mindfulness sessions within them online sessions. Like I've done it with both of you and, you know, you stop for a second after just talk about what's been going on lockdown, how people are dealing with it. And how did that come about, first of all, doing online sessions? The first lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're still trying to sort through things. Um, but yeah, like just still being in contact. We know that people by now are just tired of online yeah, yeah. based off of just speaking with others. But, um, and it's, and not all of the sessions need to be, you know, hardcore mm. fitness 100% mm. of the time. Like it's more about- Even though you guys do put me for a pace. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we still make sure to slow it down, you know, at the end, because at the end of the day, like the main focus, even as strength and conditioning coaches for others and ourselves, yeah, is yeah. just wellness. Yeah, yeah. Like, just be good yeah, yeah. with yourself yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. We have to make sure that the the athletes and people that want to exercise and, yeah. you know, they still have some, we want to be there to, you know, help these people and, yeah. and give them the resources. And we come from a place where we just, we want to help firstly, mm -hmm. first, mm -hmm. first and foremost. So we knew we had to, you know, jump on the online stuff. And even though we would rather be coaching face to face, yeah, you yeah. know, because that's not possible, we yeah. had to jump on the, the online stuff. And we yeah. wanted to offer some free services because we know how tough it is right yeah. now. Um, and 
and let people know that there are the, those resources out there for them to you know get their mind right and and have the tools there to help their bodies and and their minds through this time um real quick i understand you guys focus a lot on young athletes and uh you know it's not just basketball it's or is it specifically basketball athletes no we do we do multiple sports yeah, yeah we've got football teams and um work with volleyball, volleyball. Teams. yeah um want to do some tennis <laughs> <laughs> do you guys that would be interesting i like tennis do you guys um how much do you guys are you focused on athletes specifically or well the thing is like we want to redefine what athlete is okay um and so like i train my older clients i tell them i train them like athletes yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah because okay, cool. sure. like you should still be running you should still be jumping yeah, like yeah. you don't like athlete doesn't mean you yeah, yeah. just play a sport. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, means yeah. that you want to move to yeah. your best yeah. potential. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. people train either like a bodybuilder. Most guys will train like a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and just get swole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um and mirror muscles and yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Which is cool. You can do that. Mirror muscles. <laughs> um or, you know, people be just doing cardio, pure mm, cardio. Mm, mm. You still have to be able to move correctly, yeah, and you yeah. you still should be able to jump and yeah, yeah. and bound and move laterally and yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, we've gone so far. We've gone so far removed from what our bodies are capable of doing that we now just do everything in one plane of movement. Yeah. No, we need to. And athletes move in multiple directions at different speeds. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of a guy, a teacher in primary school, a PE teacher. They called him Pyramid Man because his upper body was so out here like shoulders out here but yeah. he had the skinniest legs yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. Yeah. Called improvement, man. Um, <laughs> listen hey, athletes that are there that are listening you uh, you need to get in touch with sharp training get in touch with these guys um if you just want to better yourself uh mentally and physically um if my word is anything i can vouch for them <laughs> um and if you're not athletes then you know get in contact you're looking for a pt um tell guys how to find you yeah so on um instagram uh sharp training and our website, wetrainsharp.co.uk. Uh, that's the, the best way to, mm. to get in touch with us. Um, yeah. I think that's a being it, man. Dan, Ray, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for um, having us. It wasn't uh, as long as I wanted to have you, but, you know, I appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll sort out later. We'll get another, we'll get another time. We'll get another one. In. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. So I appreciate you guys. Get in touch. Um, uh, like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate all the love. Uh, that will be it from us for episode eight. Um, thank you, Dan and Ray, for being here. Uh, enjoy your morning, enjoy your day, enjoy your night. Stay safe, stay sweet, stay street. <laughs> We're out. <laughs>